<sighs> Yikes. We made it. I'm Drew, here with my sister Ashley and best friend Derek, and we just got back from 1984, sort of. Ashley, what happened this week? Yeah, let's make it really easy to explain. Um, okay. Normally, each week we travel back in time to the best year ever. 1984. To watch whatever movie hit just just hit theaters. But this week, we stayed in 2020 to watch a new movie that is set in 1984. Got oh, it? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Not only that, we also learned some really important life lessons. Actually, what did what did this movie teach you? Um, not lessons I didn't already know based off of other movies. Mm. Um, but Diana did touch on which there's probably more to this, but I guess men just make you weaker and more vulnerable to death. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll we'll get into it more later but it's a tough it's a tough dilemma choosing between love and and independence and strength and saving the world yeah <laughs> it's also maybe not you know a good idea to get everything you wish for yeah be careful yeah i mean if i hadn't heard that phrase before i would have <laughs> never known not to just go around making wishes willy-nilly yeah there's always some repercussions for your wishes based on yeah. all movies <laughs> I did find a cool gemstone that I am rubbing as we speak, hoping to see what comes out. So I be careful with that, but enough enough of that. Let's figure out what movie we saw. Diana. One day you will become all that you dream of and more. And everything will be different. This world is not yet ready for all that you will do. You will become a legend. All right, so if you couldn't tell what we just watched, um, it was Wonder Woman 1984, rated PG-13 for sequences of action and violence and awesome wardrobe. Yes. I added that part. PG-13 <laughs> appearances. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> speaking of appearances, the poster for this movie, uh, this like gold and red sort of flame-like um, background, psychedelic background that she's standing in front of, which is reflecting on, on her um, fancy new gold-plated armor and her hair is all wavy. And <laughs> it is a sight to behold. The, the posters for this movie, there's a bunch of different ones. Um, they're all super cool. Um, using like greens and golds and and um, some of them form like V shapes. I mean, uh, double V shapes, which would be a W. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you put two W's together and you get wow. WW and then you add 84 to it. And then you got a nice little concise name, kind of like NR84. Weird. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's the poster, Ashley. Um, can you sum up this two and a half hour movie in 15 seconds or less for us? I feel like I'm being set up for failure, but I'm going to try my best. All right, Derek, you ready? Yeah, good luck. All right, go. Um, Wonder Woman now lives in the 80s. Uh, she's casually saving Americans until a magic wish relic is used in the wrong hands and creates two villains for, for Diana to battle, Max Lord and Cheetah. Yes. How do you so. do that? 
Pretty that good. was 15 seconds. What's my... Do I get a... Oh. Oh, that's immersive. A camping scene? They're all around <laughs> me. <It's> an Amazon. <laughs> I like <laughs> the villain name, Max Lord. He's like a maximum Lord. Lord. <laughs> yeah. a maximum uh, in case i think his full name is maximum um and hers is wonder woman Max right Lord. yeah a little little <laughs> little generic there um well good job ashley thank uh, you what is your backstory with this movie or the wonder woman character in general um i watched i, I actually didn't know this movie came out or was coming out right until a few we weeks learned ago. your backstory yeah, ago. so you're kind of my backstory because I thought this was a movie from 1984, not based in 1984. So I didn't know there was a new one coming out. I guess I'm living under a rock. Um, but I watched the first one with Gal in it. And then I remember watching the old Linda Carter movie. Really? I, I don't know if she did both, but I definitely watched it. It was a show. Or whatever. I watched something she was in. I don't really, I mean, I remember it airing because I used to watch the, that and um, like the Batman and Robin, like old. Like where they, they, they punch someone and something goes, bam, biff. I remember ah. us watching Batman and Robin, but I don't have any memories. Um, not that, you know, you couldn't have watched separately from me. Um, mm-hmm. Do we have our own TVs? Yeah, in our room. Yeah. Um, yep. I mean, I know we did later on, but not like, uh, not when we were super young. Mm-hmm. Um, so also I wanted to mention, um, I don't think your summary gave away anything important, but since this is a newer movie, <laughs> Um, we are going to be spoiling everything. Um, yeah, the entire movie. <laughs> so consider yourself warned. Uh, I wanted to say that now because, um, well, we won't bring up the very end of the movie yet, but there is a cool little cameo mm-hmm. uh, post-credits. So for me, I saw the first Wonder Woman. Um, I did not see it in theaters. I watched it um, at home eventually with with some friends. It was definitely a fun group watch. Um, got everyone hyped up. I didn't c- completely, you know, fall in love with it or get the the hype that it was getting. I I loved that it was a, you know, a woman lead in a superhero movie. Her romance with um, Steve, with Chris Pine's character in the first one, their their banter and kind of chemistry. Uh, was definitely a standout part of the movie, so it makes sense that they forced some kind of um... spoiler. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Misclick. They forced um, some kind of dreamstone device into the plot so that they could they could bring him back um, because it really was like their chemistry that that held up the, the elevated the movie from generic superhero stuff because I don't even remember really the final fight or any of the action nope. sequences. I do remember her running through um, like a battlefield. Um, can you can you get it together, Derek? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, she was running through like a, a World War One battlefield and there's these explosions and she holds up her shield and, and there was some cool imagery like that. Um, but much like the end of this movie, the final like action set pieces are are pretty fall into the same you know generic problems as a lot of superhero movies um so yeah and i don't i didn't really have any attachment to the character um growing up or reading uh the comic books or watching the show that that you mentioned so did you watch um, supergirl wasn't that a i watched smallville um and then i know are you talking about the the 
talking about the old, wasn't there like an old Superwoman or Wonder Woman type movie, but it was like a girl? Funny you should mention remake. that. November 20 something, 1984. Supergirl comes out in theaters. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's, we watched Razorback instead. Um, oh, gotcha. <laughs> so, yes, I did not see that. Okay. Um, Derek, what's your backstory with uh, the Wonder Woman character? Uh, it, I don't really have much of a backstory aside, you know, other than seeing the, the film probably at your place. Yep. Uh, the first one, which I really, really liked. Um, but when I was collecting comic books as a kid, I remember seeing some of her comics on the shelf. Yeah. Pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. yeah, Linda Carter, uh, that's the name of the original Wonder Woman, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, she definitely became an icon, uh, maybe a sex symbol. I don't know if it, if she's like a, a woman um, superhero from the 70s and 80s. It was probably a little bit uh, uh, sexualized, but yeah. also yeah. badass, uh, I presume, and a strong role model for her independence and abilities. So she can some women can have it all <laughs> can um, they <laughs> yeah. uh let's move into choose your character ashley what characters do we have to choose from this week we have a couple so the leads um with gal gadot mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> as diana prince also known as wonder woman chris pine as her love interest steve trevor oh and dead and american war hero I suppose. Sure. Um, yeah. Kristen Wiig as Barbara Minerva or the cheetah. Mm-hmm. And then Pedro Pascal Mondo as Max Lord. Oh, someone's not a Mandalorian fan. Oh. Mando. Oh. Mondo. Well, I don't know. I just Mondo, saw it. Man. Mondo. <laughs> and then you have Lily Aspel who plays baby Diana in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> um, Let's see. For me, uh, since you read them out, I'll pick first. Um, I'm. It's tough. Uh, um, Max Lord is pretty lame. <laughs> I'm <gonna> go <laughs> ahead and say, uh, Kristen Wiig's character gets a cool makeover. Um, Chris Pine is dreamy and funny, and you know does the right thing at the end of the movie. So in both movies and he's a pilot super cool handsome um did i already say great hair no but he does have great hair okay well i guess it is, i mean so it's between him and, and gal so um i'm gonna go with St- steve trevor um okay. chris pine's character derek i really don't care to choose like any i mean gal gadot would be the obvious choice but i'll go with baby Baby girl, uh, baby. That's Diana. what I want. That's why I put that in there. <laughs> Derek. Sorry. Okay, well, you can be well, the, why don't you be the horse, Derek? Which one? The one that baby um, the Diana one the baby rides. falls off of. Okay, sure. Okay. Right. Well, cool. Close call. We you saw that. Be, you can be Chester. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't know his name. Um, um, Ashley, why do you want to be a baby? Because she's. <laughs> why do you want to be baby? Because she's a badass and. Yeah. She's kicking all these people's asses that are like 15, 20 years older than her until she cheats a little bit in the end. But she learns a valuable lesson from it. Yep. Um, but I also want to be here because the actress or the actor that portrayed her was only 12 and did all of her own stunts better than the stunt people that they hired to help her with. And we should clarify. I'm, we're saying baby for, you know, hyperbole. But young. She, yeah, she's young. Young Diana. Um, mm-hmm. 
young enough, old enough to compete. And the movie opens with these like Wonder Woman uh, Olympic Games, mm-hmm. um, ring toss, uh, rope swing, um, climbing, <laughs> climb pillar, horse, uh, shooting climb arrows, pillar. archery, archery, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, gauntlet. So yeah, and she almost wins, but or she does win, but she cheats to get uh, to get to the end when she falls off her horse. Um, and yeah, Robin Wright, the character mm-hmm. who um, is sort of her mentor and the leader of the Wonder Women, um, teaches her that you know it's you can't win by uh, deceiving people. Um, if you do, it's not a true victory at all. Mm-hmm. And so. I That's mean, a good lesson. Yeah. It is. The movie is like very literal in its everything morality. I mean, yeah. it, it's, they, <laughs> they say the lesson out loud as as a lesson. Um, one question. So the first movie takes place like in the early 1900s, um, 60-ish years before this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Diana is a kid in that you know opening scene. Do they they age? They just age slowly. That's why I wasn't sure. I was wondering if once you leave your world, maybe you don't, you stay the same age. Like on, like, because she didn't age at all. So once she like left the island, she stayed the same age. Right. I'm sure they've explained it in the comic books, but. You think they'd explain it in the two and a half hours, but. (laughs) Maybe. I don't don't know if they did in the first one because they didn't have enough time passed to to where it would matter. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it's just like once she matures, to a certain degree then it stops right yeah yeah which even if if um her uh, love interest in the first movie steve uh trevor hadn't sacrificed himself he would be really old now <laughs> when yeah. this movie takes place so convenient <laughs> that they uh found a way to bring him back so i am um steve ashley is young diana and derek is a horse <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I do feel bad for not you know showing more enthusiasm for this segment i just didn't really care for the movie i'll just say that right now Ooh, okay uh-oh, uh-oh. you might not be the only one um but <laughs> i think i can muster plenty of enthusiasm for it i think um when we get into our highlights here we will have some fun stuff to review so let's do it okay I've seen this contest. Humble even the most seasoned warriors, Diana. I can do it. Just do your best. And remember, greatness is not what you think. Pace yourself and watch. Okay. Cool. What is greatness? <laughs> it's not what you think it is, but she hasn't explained <laughs> what it is. Yeah. So, whatever you want it to be, I guess. Grace is I- pace. <laughs> Um, yeah. And this movie was paced. It sure was. <laughs> um, this segment was really rad. It was cool. It was mm-hmm. a great opening. Um, they actually did something with this movie that I've proposed um, to all the studio heads that I that I know on a first name basis. Mm-hmm. That rather than releasing these like very spoilerly trailers, which this movie certainly did as well, where they show the cheetah character fully transformed, which doesn't happen until like the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, they showed that in the trailer, uh, but it was actually a relief that, that Kristen Wiig didn't have to look like that for 
<laughs> it was like a bad. It was like cats, but worse. No. I don't know. Well, yeah, I didn't watch cats, but that's harsh. Um, <laughs> not good. But anyway, this they released the first um, three or so minutes of this movie, which just starts with that that uh, Olympics game scene. So mm-hmm. and that was uh, my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah. So. They, good way to the start. first one too. Some of my most fa- or favorite parts of the movie were in the beginning when they were on the in their own world. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's right. It, it did that in that one as well. Um, it's sort of like why Black Panther is so cool. They occasion they they like shoot over to Oakland at, at some point for like a 15 minute detour in the movie, but they're in Wakanda for most mm-hmm. of it. And you're getting to like live in this this whole, you know, whole different world. There's a lot of cool like world building and socio politics going on. And, and so the more time we can spend in like a foreign world, if it's well done, um, like Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Mondo Mandalorian. Mondo. <laughs> Surfer version. Um, so yeah, we did. We we talked about that opening scene, and it was the perfect like way to get hype. You could see it a mile. You could see it coming a mile away. But of course, it like transitions from Diana running as a kid to Diana running at full speed in uh, present day. And um, I guess we should talk about the year that it set in present day. 1984 <laughs> um very convenient for us um actually did it make or describe this version of 84 compared to you know like the one we've been sort of living in for the last year um this version's similar i don't know for some reason it didn't feel as authentic as the other ones to me no. so i tried yeah, tried and then it kept just trying and then failing for me um but the mall scene obviously looks pretty familiar that's in a lot of 80s movies going to the mall mm-hmm. and they actually had um they used a mall in virginia that shut down in yeah. 2017 and they redid 65 stores with like 80s merchandise or anything to like make it look authentic what um what what the movie is set in dc but what mall did they use they used um it's called the landmark mall it was in by georgetown i think no, oh, I'm not so sure. It is, really a northern, it is a northern Virginia mall. Yeah, I can't remember. I wanted to say it was I can't remember where the mall was, but yeah, it's northern Virginia. Um yeah, that's interesting that they went through that level of of um effort to transform it. And because mm-hmm. the mall was called like Southfield or something, and it was really close to a mall that we went to, like name wise. Remember South Park Mall? Is that what it was called? No, because you're thinking of okay. South Park the movie. <laughs> Or the show. Yeah. But well, there could was, be two things. I know, but it wasn't South Park. It was. Oh. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It, it okay. does. Well, it doesn't matter. I was thinking for a second, maybe it would be. Well, before we know, before we see like the Washington Monument, we see the the other um, DC iconography. You somebody gets thrown through a drum or thrown through a banner that says Virginia is for lovers. So yep. immediately it was. It was grounded in our home state, which was kind of cool. And you were right. It was South Park Mall. Ooh, thank you. Good fact check. You were correct. Wow. Um, that mall and that mall also closed like, you know, 10 years ago or something, I thought. But regardless, this version of 84 is really like cliche and stylized. Mm-hmm. It's like the even compared to something like Stranger Things, uh, which was set in 84 for its most recent season, that felt like it didn't feel like a um cheesy like 
a video that's trying to make mm-hmm. fun of the eighties, like use it as a, use it as a, a gimmick and a, a gag. Um, this was kind of having it both ways. I mean, it, they wanted it to be somewhat, I mean, it's a somewhat serious movie, but like the version of 84 was, was more comical. Um, the way people dressed, it was just, it was all exaggerations. Um, well- and I expected it to be, if you're going to put a movie that takes place in 84, like, go for it. I felt like it just, like, felt kind of flat. And I'm not sure if it was, like, I think maybe you touched on that, but, like, being, like, too stylized. Like, it just looked like a cookie, like a cookie cutter version of 84. Yeah. Like, and it didn't, didn't have any. Um, didn't, like, nail the music or anything. It's not like mm-hmm. budget is an issue with a movie like this. So yeah. they can get the rights to any songs that, that they want. Um, I don't know that they really, like landed made me feel like i was you know i don't know it didn't it didn't yet give like the warm and fuzzy 84 feelings it did have a um plot device um it had like a million plot devices but it uh, had one uh fun 80s formula that you see in in different movies such as all of me one of our faves <laughs> Woo. um where we use the term body swap liberally. I think we tried to make some distinctions uh, when we talked about that movie. It's there's not a swap happening here. It's they take a dead person's soul and um, and kick out the other. You know, we don't know what happens to the just temporarily the, just floating around. Yeah. So the way Chris Pine comes back to life in this movie is Diana rubs the dreamstone. Um, and we don't hear her wish out loud, but obviously she wishes for, um, her true love to return to her. And, um, he returns in this other guy's body who, when he looks in the mirror, like all of me, he sees the other guy. But when we see him on screen, the way it's explained is that she is like, she's like, I only see you. Yeah. And so she's, (laughs) we see what we're supposed to believe she's seen right mm-hmm. it's yep. not a body swap or you know it's not focused around that so i'm not surprised that they chose that route but i didn't really care for that well it's it's indicative of the the problem with this whole uh anything goes wish stone like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah true <laughs> yeah they can just cram anything they want into the movie um again i think that their chemistry from the first movie was what made it great um in addition to just kind of like uh gal's embodiment of the character like it it got a lot of mileage out of it was the reverse of this movie so in the first one um she he's like um uh showing her how to uh fit in with the world because she's coming from the uh you know the wonder woman land Mm -hmm. and um i'm not going to try to pronounce the the t word that they come from (laughs) Um, I kept thinking they were saying mascara, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's like Tyscaria or something. Yeah, something but, like um, that. <laughs> so he's introducing her to the world, um, how to fit into the world in the first one. And now she's doing that for him in the 80s. He's like trying to ride an exercise bike to go find her, um, but can't figure it out. He's eating Pop-Tarts. Did you find like the jokes, fish out of water jokes fun? No, not really. <laughs> Common well, and he theme. kept just like, well, and he just kept like walking, and all of a sudden he would see something like, "Wow, that's amazing!" Like the same expression every time, like five to six times in the movie. Like I just, it was, it was pretty one note. Uh, let's 
let's um hear a clip from the the makeover scene. <laughs> One of you know, the makeovers. I'm not so keen on this one. I figure uh, you are, but you know what? I'm ready to go. I think we can do better. Parachute pants? Yeah. Uh... Does, it, does everybody parachute now? <laughs> it's like it's it's that one was... it's silly. That one was fine for me. Yeah. That yeah. was okay. The, the fanny the pack one. really killed that. That's yeah. Because he, right. he ended up getting or uh, keeping the fanny pack, right? Oh yeah. He, was, he ended up wearing a black members only jacket and yeah. like black pants. I mean, okay. Uh, and fanny pack. And, yeah, and I think he did have the fanny pack on at, at a couple of different points. Mm -hmm. The when the trailer first came out, I remember that scene um is like uh, tagged on to the end of it and it was definitely like the most fun part of the trailer um because you're right. I mean, like I guess you can tell from the trailer that it's sort of set in the 80s but it wasn't until they like really started drawing attention to it in that scene that it was like used for comic effect or used for something other than just just background mm -hmm. um so yeah it's again that showcases his timing like their their banter is is fun but there's just not that many moments of that in this movie frankly mm -hmm. um i'd have to rewatch the first one but i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that they had a lot more chemistry or just time together in the first one. Um, this is a love story though. And did you find like the scene of them in the, in the plane effective, Ashley? No, not really. <laughs> I just didn't, I couldn't connect to the movie at all. Like I just, I tried. I don't yeah. know. I, I thought that was pretty cool. I'm not I mean, the only one. Yeah, there, well, there were really good parts, and you know, I love Wonder Woman, like I love mm -hmm. Gal's performance, but mm -hmm. yeah, and I mean, I think the I know Derek, you cry throughout most of this movie, but <laughs> I <laughs> um, teared up at the end, and we'll we'll get to that point, I guess. The only later. I was just to say, like the part that I one of my highlights for the movie, besides the young Diana um, being a badass, mm -hmm. um, was I really I we didn't even talk about this character, but I thought um, Max Lord's son was really good. Alistair I liked it I liked him I felt I don't know in the scene where he's like crying because he finds out his dad's like not a good person I don't know I like that I thought that was well done I, I mean okay I, well, I, mean, I, I mean I can have a highlight from this two yeah. and a half hour movie <laughs> yeah well the kid so he's uh, I guess in a um split uh, marriage, um, or, you know, um, split from, from the kid's mom. We don't ever see her or it's not really explained except that the kid gets dropped off at his office and it's his weekend, uh, to take care of him. And then he starts getting super obsessed with the, the dream stone. So he ignores the kid and the kid just wishes like for his dad to be good. Right. Is that what he for wishes his dad for? to be too, but be better. Not just good, <laughs> oh, but better. better. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. So we should explain. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think we're going to get into all the plot machinations no. of this movie because there's just too much going on. But Max Lord um, is sick, right? Mm -hmm. So he's got some kind of disease. And the only way for him to get better is not to just wish to, you know, be cured of whatever mysterious thing is ailing him. It's to he wishes to become the Dreamstone. Classic Selfish. wish move. Yeah. Um, no, I don't want one. I don't want one wish. I want to wish for infinite wishes. I want to wish. I want to be the genie. Um, so 
good good trick there um but what happens is maybe that one that the power goes to his head of course so he just keeps um he just goes on a mission to grant more and more wishes because every time he grants a wish he gets to counter it with his own wish he gets to add a so he gets to add a a b clause to the wish sort of but he's basically getting other people to do wishes for him right yeah sometimes he's just asking he just what he'll do don't you wish the traffic would clear up exactly they're like yeah i do wish that don't you wish it'd part like the red sea yeah for sure yeah why not (laughs) um so yeah he goes he goes around doing that and he gets like more and more powerful he wishes that the president would just give him complete authority and the president wishes goes along with it so now he's the president and he's ordering nuclear strikes and the movie spirals it escalates really quickly yeah (laughs) let's let's touch on Kristen Wiig's transformation um what did you think of her whole arc I actually really liked Kristen Wiig yeah I was I mean I like her in general as an actress um and in this movie I thought she did a great job she's Um, definitely gonna get more serious roles not that this was a very serious film but but it had parts where it showed you could be like oh yeah. Um, not that she but, hasn't been in a like skeleton twins. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so she starts off with this like nerdy, um, she's an archeologist, a curator sort of, but she has like 20 million degrees. So she does it all for a museum. 20, oh, 20 million degrees. Okay. <laughs> not the temperature. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was confused. For so something. hot. Um, <laughs> and then she meets gal who's basically everything she wants to be. Right. So she's confident. She can walk in heels because she touches on that, which is silly. But um, she's very confident. And she like knows who she is and what she wants, and she's very strong. And Kristen Wiig at the time is none of those. Um, so so she, what does she do? So you she uses the dream dreamstone dreamscape yep. dreamstone I think it's the dreamstone. Okay, so she also uses the dreamstone to be more like Gal or Diana or slash mm-hmm. Wonder Woman character, and she wants to be just like her. So. Which I thought this was kind of fun in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she's wishing to be all the things you described, you know, confident, um, uh, glamorous, mm-hmm. um, have better balance, um, yeah. which she doesn't re- be able to walk in heels, which she doesn't realize is that she's a superhero. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. <laughs> like strength. Surprise. And she gets a lot more than she even bargained for mm-hmm. with her wish. The problem here is that she's been sort of, um, I mean, sometimes she's been very aggressively mistreated by like random um, people on her walk home that that mm-hmm. try to assault her. Um, yeah. And but and by other people, she's just ignored. So as soon as she gets a taste of attention and power, um, she starts abusing it, which is kind of kind of cliche, but whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then eventually. Why does she turn? I mean, like, eventually Max Lord kind of convinces her to make one more wish. Mm-hmm. And she wishes to become an apex predator. But why is she? I forget why she's like, wants to be so bad at that point. I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. Well, Derek. I th- well, I think it may have been after a couple of guys at their work. She saw how they reacted to Gal or Diana walking by. Yeah. And then they just completely like acted like she wasn't even there. And I think that's well, that's no, no. But later in the movie, when she finally like becomes the cat or the cheetah, 
Like what makes well, her the turning point to where she's like a villain now? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> or I, yeah. What the sure. reason she she has a confrontation with Diana is because Diana is trying to get everyone to um renounce mm-hmm. their wishes. Um which this is how you this is how you win the movie. Everyone in the world he Max Lord gets on TV and becomes an evangelist or whatever and, yeah. and gets people He's able to grant wishes through TV now because it's satellite TV. So they're like, he's like, oh, it touches them with rays or particles. Or so. Yeah, I dropped off on that point. I was like, what? I was like, how's yeah, he getting so wishes from everyone? Due to some technicality, he can broadcast wishes through over the over satellite TV. But he can also, she can then she convinces him to have everyone renounce their wishes. Meanwhile, outside there's cows roaming the street there's nuclear bombs going off there's just chaos um right that that old couple asked for uh like healthy livestock right yeah like that a bunch of cows cows just randomly show up around them they're like that's not what we meant we meant at our farm classic (laughs) case of be careful in what you not being careful about what you wish for be careful Mm -hmm. um be careful in it yeah be careful in it um so diana we also forgot to mention that um she has to renounce my character um yeah so she renounces love um and that gives her her strength back because the trade-off with her wish was that um in order to have steve she was gonna occasionally when it's convenient for the movie lose her powers yep Um, when she's trying to like pull a lock off it might be a little harder Mm-hmm. Um, or when she's jumping through the air, saving kids. Good rule, Ashley. Thank you. Um, she loses her power and like falls to the ground. Um, and those kids would have died, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. PG-13, they so. took a slam, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, they might have brain damage. Um, so yeah, they. Um, she renounces. She renounces Steve. She gets her powers back. She puts on the cool gold armor, um, and she mostly kills um cheetah woman but she doesn't completely finish her off when she's like electrocuting her underwater or whatever um and so we don't really see definitively if Kristen wig renounced her wish Wish or not not. yeah so cheetah could be back in the comics derek do you remember if cheetah is like a main villain she is yeah okay yeah, I assume she was, and I also assume Max Lord was, but there's no way that it's done this like this. <laughs> oh no, no, Cheetah looks like a like a beast. Well, but I mean, Cheetah makes sense. I can totally see mm-hmm. that as a comic okay, book character. Yeah, yeah. Max but Lord, Max, having this dream—is he a yeah a wishmaster in the comics? That would be that would be kind of lame. Although you well, can get away with a lot more in a comic than you can mm-hmm. in a, like serious live action movie. Um. And then finally, one more and then, um, the movie kind of ends with her uh, learning how to fly (laughs) (laughs) by spinning her whip fast. Yeah. Well, she can ride lightning first. She can like... Well, she can can lasso or she can uh, attach her whip to lightning. That was pretty fucking cool, actually. That was cool. Mm -hmm. I liked Um, it. it's sort of like Spider-Man, like when she's getting around on her, her lasso, she's she can like, you know, lasso from one object to the next and, and swing. Um, but eventually she just like can create some kind of um, uh, propulsion through the last by spinning the last. So 
I, th- I think it, I think it goes, it's a callback to when she has the conversation with Steve and he sort of explains like the, the mental, uh, philosophy of flying, uh, his philosophy. And so she still has a part of him with her every time she flies, I guess is supposed to be the thematic like resonance mm-hmm. of that. So, I mean, obviously he's a pilot flying makes her think of him. So that's, <laughs> um, and then there's like fireworks going off maybe, or maybe that was earlier. Um, yeah. Did you like the ending? <laughs> um, I liked the spoiler ending yep. better than the ending ending. <laughs> I mean, okay. Let's talk about the after credits. Stinger. So I, I was done. I didn't watch after the credits. I didn't know I was supposed Ooh, to. Ooh, well, we can. So know. yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear. Tell Derek that. what happened. Well, you see, well, I mean, it's, it's not anything crazy, but yeah. Linda Carter's in it, and she's in nope. the mall, and she saves. Who no. does she, I don't. I don't remember. I don't really remember. I just remember <laughs> seeing her and being Sounds like, oh. like, it was awesome." Um, well, she's like walking down a busy uh, street, and a telephone pole or something starts to fall on a little kid, and a hand reaches up and embraces it, and then we, it's revealed that you know that's. I think we're supposed to think that. Um, uh, whatever the the official name of Linda Hamilton's Wonder Woman character is 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 supposed to be gone, um, but we find out that she's still like you know part of the universe, which is cool. Um, is it? It's Linda Carter. Oh right, I'm confusing her with uh, Sarah Connor. Oops. Yeah, <laughs> I was Linda like Carter. Linda Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, good. I'm glad you corrected that before we get to the end. Um, yeah. So Linda Carter uh, makes a little cameo. The thing I liked about it is that it wasn't necessarily like a lame like cliffhanger set up for a future uh-huh. DC movie or that's what a lot of the Marvel movies do. They'll they'll tease a sequel or a spinoff or whatever. Uh, this was just kind of its own its own thing. So that was cool. Yeah, she looked great too. Yeah, she did. Um, she's also not really she's also not aging, which is cool. Nope. <laughs> Okay, I guess it is time to take a quick break from our discussion of WW84 while we tune our dials to NR84 for new release radio. This is where we give you a taste of what was happening this week back in 84, starting with a hit tune. Wilderness. Get it? There's a cheetah in this video, I think. I think it's a lion. Oh, right. Close enough. (laughs) The song you just heard was Like a Virgin by Madonna, finishing the year at number one on the Billboard Top 100 for the last week of 1984. Ashley, what's happening in news or pop culture this week in 2020. Well, 2020, huh? Okay. Um, so two things. A gingerbread monolith appeared in San Francisco overnight, Christmas morning. <laughs> what? Um, in one of like, the prominent parks in California in San Francisco. And it's about eight feet tall and it was covered or it was put together with like gumdrops and icing and stuff, and no one knows where it came from. There's a report of someone licking it as well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so that happened. And by report, and- I mean tweet because it's 2020. Yeah, a report. <laughs> um, and then use it, it. the soon-to-be U.S. President Joe Biden receives the fir- received 
the Pfizer BioNTech COVID nineteen vaccine live on TV. Yep, those I are did two. Not um, see that? That's awesome. Those are mm-hmm. two kind of extremes of of twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, there's been <laughs> there was one thing that there was a monolith that showed up in Arizona too. Derek, you remember that recently? Uh, what I don't know if it was Arizona, but yeah, there was some metal. Like maybe it wasn't Arizona. It was some desert. Yeah. Yeah, New Mexico maybe or. It's no, been it's, this, uh, been it's this sort Utah. of trend. Utah. Oh, Utah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, That's... there's been a kind of trend to uh, erect monoliths just to show how Change weird the year is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about the box office of 2020? Yeah. Well, movie theaters are closed. Um, <laughs> actually, they're not. It's weird. Uh, only 60% of screens are shut down currently. So, Wonder Woman did open in some theaters. It also opened um, for easy access on HBO Max. How was your streaming experience, Ashley? Any glitches? Mine was fine. Yeah. I didn't have any glitches or anything, surprisingly. Since everyone I had was to, watching um, it. I had to restart Jamie's Fire Stick to get it to play. Hmm. Did you have trouble, Derek? No, I watched it on my iPhone, actually. Oh. Oh, of course. Just how... Just how um, <laughs> Patty Jenkins intended it. Yeah, great um, for blockbusters. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a good screen. Um, but no, no yeah, issues it, through the app. It's um, it's interesting. There was a lot of news recently that uh, Warner Brothers, uh, which owns HBO, uh, is going to be releasing like a dozen-ish of their tentpole movies uh, for the next year directly onto HBO Max. So this was the first one. Um, and the next exciting one is coming out April 16th. Mortal Kombat! Yes! Perfect birthday <laughs> um, present. So yeah, we're we're going to be um, talking about our, our future plans for new release uh, next week. But we might be watching some 2020 movies um, in the midst of our new year that we're going to reveal. That's all for the box office. Now for everyone's favorite segment on NR84, Rank the Blank. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> this is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, set in 1984. Ashley, what are the contenders? Uh, it's kind of intimidating voice um okay contenders are of course you have the famous dystopian story turned in movie 1984 super depressing so there's one um a thriller called class of 84 that came out in 1982 which is interesting um an indie horror movie summer of 84 from 2018 aaron sorkin steve jobs biopic 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 i was mm-hmm. right starts Wonder. in 1984 also jobs the ashton kutcher one um, and then the opening of Cobra Kai. Duh. Yep. <laughs> Two of these movies reference, well, one, you know, 1984, we watched for the podcast that actually came out in 1984. And then, of course, Karate Kid uh, was really, you know, Cobra Kai is a movie that that calls back to the 84 movie. But we didn't pick movies for this category that were just that just came out in 84 obviously like every other movie that we've watched <laughs> this year the whole list yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so for the final round that means we have of course wonder woman 84 ashley what is your choice 
I'm going with um, the American Horror Story Camp Slasher, 1984. Mm-hmm. Dude, they're looking for slashed their throat. Jesus, can we shut up for a second? The cops are going to find him, right? It's going to be a nonstop party, okay? Look out! <laughs> yeah, that's my so you, choice. You watched this. I watched the first four episodes and then I couldn't, though <laughs> well, that I had to pay for it. So I stopped right. watching. Actually, the similar <laughs> thing happened to me. I was, of course, hyped up about this show because it's a slasher and it's set in 84. Um, mm-hmm. What year is Final Girl set in? It's this, this show is a very um, Final Girls uh, style. And, um, but, and it, it's interesting, like, it's a good comparison to this movie because the the first episode of the show, like, has a bunch of aerobics classes and it's got, mm-hmm. like, meat. It's got, like, these very stereotypically 80s characters. Um, it's arguably, it's set in arguably the, the best year ever, 1986. Oh, okay. Yeah, I knew it That's wasn't 84, was um, but basically similar vibes in Final Girls. Um, okay, so Ashley watched half of the season. <laughs> I watched the entire season um, three times at least of <laughs> Stranger Things three, which uh, of course was set in 1984. Because how could I love it anymore? How do you know it's set in '84? This is how. Turn around, look at what you see. <laughs> How many times have you listened to this? There was no good. There was no good time to not to pick. Like, but I just wanted to play the whole clip. So that's Susie and Dustin singing a beautiful duet of Never Ending Story, which I think we talked about this in the Never Ending Story episode. We played that clip I, too. We played this yeah. a couple oh, yeah. times you, this season. You bet we did. Um, <laughs> there was a slight error with Stranger Things came out on July 4th and this movie was released a few weeks later, but whatever. Um, we'll forgive it for that close enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the Susie character is like, alluded to in the first episode is Dustin's girlfriend that he got when he went off to camp and then she doesn't there's a you know he he can't get in touch with her and so the reveal that she's real is when he contacts her and she makes him sing this song when they're in the middle of like the the um alien takeover the final yeah yeah, it's it's juxtaposed with like the the upside down world creatures uh, uh, chasing them, and it's it's hilarious and beautiful and everything you want. You've got Billy walking in slow mo at the pool at the start of season <laughs> four. It's 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 perfect. Um, Derek, I'm sure yours is perfect too. Yeah, uh, mine is a choose your own adventure movie length episode within the universe of Black Mirror. And it's called Bandersnatch. Right. Are you gonna let Another me go? Are you gonna strength. kill me? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's your choice. Then, as much as you have any choice. See you in the next life, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> this was an interesting experiment. Oh. 
Oh yeah. Oops. Sorry. I talked over the, the, <laughs> the murder. Hit. No, it's okay. all good. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you enjoy the we we I think we watched this together as well and our friend Nate was really into it. Oh, we watched this for um, for a past life of new release. Um, <laughs> did you enjoy the the interactive uh, aspect of it, Derek? Yeah, until you kind of were set on a specific journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a fun gimmick once. Yeah, um, I think we argued uh, a lot with Nate, or I argued a lot with Nate. Go figure. Um, about like. He was like, every movie is going to be like this. Um, and sorry, Nate, if I'm mischaracterizing your stance, but <laughs> I don't want more movies. I mean, it's I, I, I definitely thought it was cool and creative, um, mm-hmm. the concept. And it was the 84 element of it was awesome because they were like, he was the main character was like a retro video game programmer who was making a choose your own adventure type game. So there's some nice like layers mm-hmm. of reality there um it totally worked for this story once but i don't really need more movies like this that was right yeah takeaway um ashley i'll let you um do the honors of uh, suggesting (laughs) where (laughs) where we rank wonder woman in this list um i think wonder woman should be at the bottom (laughs) yeah what's your what's your thought process between like is it just the thing that we like the most set in 84 is it the one that makes the best use of 84 what what how should we approach it? i think we should do best use of 84 okay yeah um and so with that being said uh one woman's at the bottom <laughs> for me <laughs> i agree i mean it's that means I mean, if you that... look at the other ones because you have uh, a slasher complete slasher in the 80s and yep. I, although i only saw the first couple of episodes it was very 80s and it wasn't like super cheesy and like it just seemed very it was cheesy know. in the I right like way. That. Yeah, like it. Yeah, it was good. Good kind of cheesy. Um, and then clearly Stranger Things. The whole season's incredible, and it definitely looks like it's really. I mean, it's got arcades. It's got mall. It's got the, 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 the a lot of it takes place at the mall. There's makeovers. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, and then I'm you gonna, have Derek's, which has all like the cool tech and stuff that you already touched on. But if, I want to go, which I feel like this is going to be the right way. But okay. Stranger Things is one. Yep. Um. I might actually put Derek second, mine third, and then Wonder Woman. Totally agree. Derek, Agreed. any objections? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Thanks, Ash. Ooh, you're welcome. We did it, guys. Yeah. That was <laughs> that, that was, was the easiest one we've ever done. It was. And I don't even think, yeah, there's really no no controversy with it at all. Um, nope. Okay. Well. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's I wasn't ready to, to segue, but here we go. It's almost time to sign off on New Release Radio for this week and give our final thoughts on Wonder Woman 84. But before we do, let's listen to a retro track that's recently been given, New Life. song has been stuck in my head all day and that's because (laughs) that was blue monday by new order a song that appears on the soundtrack for wonder woman 1984 i think it came out in 1983 now back to our feature presentation 
Ashley, hot off the press. How are the reviews for WW84? Um, they're okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, yeah, they're all right. They're fine. There's some some ups and some downs with this movie, as we've talked about a lot of the downs probably. But um, I will. This is the segment where I will read you guys two reviews by critics, or maybe three, um, and then perhaps a lie or two from me, and then you have to figure out which one I wrote. So two or three true views and a lie. Got it. Yep. Rolls right off the top. Very easy to talk about. Okay. So the first one, like so many movies and TV shows before it, Wonder Woman has discovered the secret recipe for fun. Just said it in the 80s. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, is that a good or a bad review? That's a good review. It's a lukewarm, but good one. Yeah. But like it's a yeah head positive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, second one. Patty Jenkins directed the sloppy two and a half hour movie where the creative fight scenes didn't outweigh the cheesy plot and weak villains. Hey, so they're saying the fight scenes were creative. Two. <laughs> look at the bright side. <laughs> two. Um, three. Wonder Woman 1984 suggests director Patty Jenkins and her star and now producer Gal Gadot have extracted all the wrong lessons from the success of the previous film. Interesting. I mean, you tricked us one time by um, name dropping the director uh, like a like a cine- pretentious cinephile um, <laughs> slash me. Um <laughs> And so I'm not going to fall for that necessarily again. I guess the the going for the, the first one. one, no, the second one is the one that sounds like you wrote it. But I almost think you didn't write any of these. Sarah? I'm going with the second one. All a, right. A critic would have gone more into what creative means. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, Derek is correct. <laughs> Sorry. Nice. And she was wrong. Well, Wait, no, I, I said the second. We both said the second one. No, you said that. You, you said. No, you didn't. Well, he did. He did say the first one. And then he was like, oh, no, second. And, and then, then he was said, like. Uh, and then I said none. So, okay, and then he said none. Oh, okay, yeah. I guess so. I did hedge a little bit. So Derek <laughs> got it correct. Derek gets full credit. I get yeah. partial credit. <laughs> partial, yeah. Um, the reviews from the other ones. Uh, Ron Tomatoes. I don't remember who they. I'm. Oh, okay. I'm, I didn't want to read any any well, reviews yeah. or listen to any podcast until we recorded ours. But I was just, you know, uh, uh, slightly aware of kind of the, the early buzz, and yeah, it does seem to be quite mixed. Um, I mean, it's a it's a flawed movie. We can kind of we'll we'll give our our final thoughts during our recommendation, I guess. But um, I'm, I am curious to kind of to, to hear some critical analysis uh, other than our own. Ashley, <laughs> yeah. any awards for this movie? Not yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> but maybe one award would be like most delayed release. I tried I had like seven different release dates, which makes it kept pushing and pushing because of COVID. But yeah, it's maybe. been, they've been trying to re- release it for 36 years. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm just gonna look past that. <laughs> um, and then I might have some Ashley awards. Otherwise, oh, I thought that's what you just did. <laughs> oh no, I was just saying there aren't any awards, but like whatever. <laughs> I was that just was a made up that's award. That's an Ashley award then. Yeah, also an Ashley award. <laughs> okay. Um, another one would be Wonder Woman was a waste of time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh shit! I don't feel that strongly. I just uh, I keep going back to it, and I was even like we made up a drinking game during it, and I. Th- which made it better. It was just so long. 
it was yeah. such a long movie. I couldn't, and it wasn't long, like it's a good movie. You should watch it. I don't care if it's four hours. It was just dragged on for me. Um, I watched this after really great parts and then there were really boring parts and then that yeah. fluctuated and that's not how a movie sh experience should go. So. Mm -hmm. And then my other award was just Kristen Wiig killed it in her outfit game. She looked awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're well. And what about uh, Gal as well? Oh, oh yeah. And yeah. Gal. But yeah. Kristen, you didn't really expect it because she's not usually like that. That's not usually a role she plays. Well, right. Yeah. So. She's and she gets to kind of transform. Yeah. She looked mm -hmm. great. I mean, it was a little well, like everything in this movie, a little cliche, how like yeah. when her hair is her hair is like, I guess, curly and a little frizzier when she's um, the unappealing version of her character and she has glasses mm -hmm. and then all she has to do is take off her glasses and straighten her hair and and put on a, a fancy dress. And yeah, it's it's the shoes, all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So but I'm never going to knock a, a makeover opportunity. So when originally they wanted um, Emma Stone to play that role and she passed on it. Yeah, that's interesting. So they wanted a more conventional, like, a, well, I mean, it sounds like younger or more uh, thought of as a attractive actress, I guess. But I feel, and I, but thinking of both of them, I mean, I really like Emma Stone. I think Kristen did such a good job. Like, I'm glad that they went with her. Yeah, no, she was, she was perfect. And um, that was one of the, the standout, one of the highlights of the, the movie, uh, more mm -hmm. girl power is is good oh yeah um, is that all, is that all your awards yeah <laughs> um well for the last time ever on a scale of one to 84 how 80s is wonder woman 84 <laughs> based on <laughs> some of the title things, yeah based on title of uh, music wardrobe actors and of course 80s tropes um I'll quickly run through some of the the obvious 80s tropes that appear in this movie. I mean, more or less everything, but the 80s hair, sort of. Kristen Wiggs was supposed to be pretty 80s. Um, the asshole victim would be the the person who's assaulting her on the street. Um, I thought this was a cool one, body double standard. So it's when you don't really have any regard for the person the person's body that gets possessed or switched into. Um, they just like you know he does actually appear at the end but but anyway we don't need to dwell yeah on they have that. a meet cute they're gonna fall in love yeah um they're which not. is also weird um and there's a mall <laughs> and yep appropriately based on our movie last week the oddly named sequel to electric boogaloo so um i guess they consider wonder woman 84 uh well it's not wonder woman 2 it's yeah yeah and it's not the 84th one in the franchise um well and they made it to where you don't have to watch the first one necessarily to get the second one to get this one like it doesn't it's not a well the whole chris pine thing but but besides that like you don't really need to know like the backstory true um yeah that's that's true it's, it's more of like an episode than a continuation which is, mm -hmm. is is a good thing um not everything needs to be avengers um okay well we um i mean just because we didn't love the movie doesn't mean it can't score highly on the scale. But we did kind of mention how some of the 80s stuff feels a little beside the point or superficial. Uh, so mm -hmm. where's your gut taking you, Ashley? It's not going to be in the top. So, I mean, the wardrobe was good. The music they could have done much better with. Um, yeah. There was them also, you know. 
that's at least 60 points now um i would just i'd probably put it low on this list um like maybe like a 68 yeah what's our lowest drew um yeah the lowest that we've rec- we've recorded here is gremlins at 72 but this is kind of like that would be our like 10th highest one mm-hmm. um so we've had some in the 40 I, I feel like all of me one of our favorite movies was really low because it felt like a classical setting um and we've had some others that just weren't even like really going for an 80s thing but um yeah i would put it below everything in our top you know top tier so yeah, agree. yeah i would say i mean it, it's set in 84 so we can't just dismiss right. it 60 yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah i'd say uh yeah 60 out of 84 60 well mitts actually said 68 so 64 64, 64 for 84 good. yeah that sounds good do we need the calculator or? no no that's uh <laughs> that's a c grade so yeah i think that's yeah. fair yeah, I mean, it's a little disrespectful to 84 that they think they can just like co-opt it for their <laughs> marketing purposes um, when we've like done the work and, and been mm-hmm. traveling back and forth to 84. It's exhausting. Yeah. So, what is our recommendation going to be? This is where we each decide uh, whether to uh, recommend somebody watches it or skips it. Ashley. I recommend... If you're going to watch it, to make a drinking game out of it and watch it with your friends. Yeah. I do not recommend just sitting there and watching it for two and a half hours. On your phone? On your phone. Definitely not recommend. <laughs> I would like to throw out, um, so if you're not watching with your friends and you don't really care about Wonder Woman or comics that much, I would skip it. But yeah. okay. I would, not a remake of this, but a whole separate Wonder Woman movie if they just did like the young Diana story. I would watch that easily like on the island the entire time right like showing her yeah. getting stronger and like more cunning and learning lessons and etc but i'd watch that movie yeah except that you know where it's going i mean it, it's fun and it's fun in a short burst like that and i'm i'm i think we were on to something earlier with like just spending more time in that world in general mm-hmm. in both movies was was kind of the best part but at a certain point that novelty will wear off, especially the the girl, the young girl. Um, I mean, more training montages, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they like fight with other islands and has nothing to do with coming to the United States. Or... Isn't that doesn't that happen in the first one? I don't really remember the first one. I think the first third or first you know part of the first one is their island getting invaded by men. Oh yeah, um... sounds vaguely familiar. I thought I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really care for the first movie either. So. <laughs> Right. That sounds like a skip from Ashley, Derek. If you are a comic book person, I shouldn't say nerd, um, and you want to see her, uh, Diana's um, ceremonial golden battle armor, that was pretty Mm -hmm. dope. Mm -hmm. The invisible jet origin. Yeah, that too. Spoiler. Yeah. If If you like comics and you have some sort of infant, you know, something some sort of interest of in wonder woman yeah otherwise skip it i mean it's we're not going to have any influence over people that have that are going to watch it anyway so it's Mm -hmm. if you're on the if you're on the fringe um yeah i have no problem saying skip it um it's i I think i liked it the most 
of us and i'm so <laughs> fatigued with superhero movies in general to where i get i have zero excitement uh, or hype when there's a new marvel movie or something coming out so i was more hyped for this one um just because it's a it feels like a fresher approach to superhero movies but now we're you know with each new wonder woman it's going to be diminishing returns and the the fact that this one was set in 84 was <laughs> a big mm-hmm. draw and that definitely fell mostly flat so yeah yep. i guess i'm unfortunately gonna have to say skip as well mom on that note what are we going to include <laughs> to commemorate this movie in our new release wax museum um the, the golden whip or that yeah, electric the lasso. whip the lasso of truth yeah yep. and her um, golden outfit maybe that's pretty cool looking yeah yeah maybe we can make it out of cheese <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> yeah that's what my pick would be her yeah. her new outfit armor and lasso costume yeah um, sounds good to me Okay, so for next week, we have a very special episode. 84 is officially in the books because um, we watched Breakin' and now we've watched (laughs) Wonder Woman 84. Next week, we are going to be handing out awards for all the movies that we watched in 1984 and then revealing the next, the definitive, the one and only absolute best year ever for next year um, 84 yeah. no more Whew, what's it going to be i wonder so if you want to find out where we're heading next um search new release best year ever on spotify or apple podcast or anywhere else you get fine audio entertainment and make sure to subscribe uh, that's a wrap Something important's happening here.